0: Welcome to my show, America Can We Talk. Today, we're going to talk about SCOTUS scramble, Judge Katanya Brown-Jackson, Hunter's laptop and Biden's departure, Jussie out while J-6 defendants still locked up, Putin bad, and Zelensky also bad, and Phoenix like Fauci arises. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. I am America. On America, Can We Talk? I talk about election integrity, border security, healthcare freedom, race relations, energy and tax policy, education policy, free speech and assembly, freedom of religion, and all other issues that touch on the God-given right of every American to life, liberty, and the pursuit of their version of happiness. Stay tuned. And hello again, and welcome to America, Can We Talk, and to today's First Five. I'm Debbie Georgiannis. Well, as we sit here talking on America Can We Talk today, there are hearings going on in the United States Senate to uh, review the um, candidate that has been, um, that President Biden has nominated to serve on the Supreme Court. And there is one senator who's been quite outspoken about his concerns about this particular candidate, this candidate to serve as a life term on the Supreme Court, uh, concerned about her uh, based on some of her past votes, and not just votes, but her past statements in um, other contexts relating to child porn and relating to how you sentence people involved in child porn. Before I play, I have a clip I wanna play for you. This was an interview actually with Senator Hawley yesterday i think but i want to just make this point about why it matters as i often say in my show because america matters and why this matters we are living in an era where we have an explosion of sexual of sex trafficking an explosion of child porn we have we're living in a time when we have parents finally discovering many for the first time how much of the literature their children are exposed to even in elementary school rise to the level of porn. I mean, true porn, things that are uh, graphic images that probably most adults wouldn't really enjoy looking at, and most certainly young children shouldn't even have available to them. So we're in an era where the anti-American cultural Marxist left is pushing sexual promiscuity uh blurring of of any sort of sense of morality related to sexuality trying to push the idea in fact we have the um advocates for people saying that there really shouldn't be an age of consent you know we have advocates who teach in america's universities saying there really shouldn't be a law against adults having sex with children because after all you know children have sexual desires as a matter of fact if you happen to watch the incredibly wonderful documentary recently done, um, and it was called The Mind Polluters about what kids are taught in school. One of the things, that I never knew this, and I minored in psychology in college, one of the points that were made in that Mind Polluters is that one of the alleged premier experts in America, so someone that, Many people point to say, well, he was a you know groundbreaking research by Kinsey. I can't think of his first name, but this uh, Professor Kinsey was pushing about understanding sexuality. And among the things he actually studied and promoted was the idea that even very, very, very young children, including before they could speak, I mean, really toddlers actually have uh, enjoy sexual contact, sexual behavior can actually have sexual arousal. And with no no morality attached to anything that he was saying, so in this era, in America, when you have the and I'm, I'm telling you, it's not just random immoral people. It is a movement. It is a cultural Marxist anti-American, anti-family, anti-morality, anti-Christian, anti-Judeo-Christian values left gone hog wild all along pushing sex trafficking, permitting sex trafficking, refusing to close down the border when sex trafficking is rampant down there, when you have pornography taught in public schools and exposed to very, very young children uh, who are taught all sorts of things they have no business thinking about when they're in kindergarten in this era. The fact that this judge who wants to, has agreed to be nominated to serve in the Supreme Court for the rest of her life, it matters what she thinks about child porn. Now I want to play the clip, please. Uh, And this is uh, United States Senator Hawley talking about this woman, this uh, nominee, uh, Justice Brown. She's currently a judge. She's a judge on the appellate court, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. She's been nominated for the Supreme Court, Judge Brown Jackson. Let's hear what uh, uh, Senator Hawley has to say. Well, it's her record, Brian, is really what concerns me, and in particular, just to take one example, if you look at what she's done with child porn offenders, while she has been on the bench, Judge Jackson, in every case in which she's had a child porn offender in front of her, she's given that person a lenient sentence lower than what the federal guidelines recommend, lower than what prosecutors from the government sought. And in fact she did it in case after case and going back to her time on the sentencing commission brian before she was on the bench she wanted to eliminate the current mandatory minimum sentence for child porn offenders as far back as law school she talked about uh, questioning whether child sex offender registries are even constitutional okay so i'm quick asking someone for information i'm trying to get while during the show i want to just say, I'm sure that many, many people who try to be the enlightened, uh, Republicans and Democrats, enlightened conservatives, enlightened, enlightened people who just don't want to you know, be part of the, 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 um, they get, they get concerned. They're going to be labeled from the far right, the extremists, the, you know, the, the people who are creepy and sticking their the nose of other people's business. There is a, a, um, an ideology that has, it's firmly taken hold in the anti-American Marxist left, which basically says sexual morality. That's something for the old days. That's for, you know, the days of our founding. We've moved way past that. You know, we're really into anything goes, including with children. And this is part of what, if you think, I'm exaggerating this, for many years, there was this organization, Man-Boy Love Society, in which they were advocating for the legality of sexual relations between adult men and children. And for many decades, most people looked at that as a society of perverts, just perverts. And we were able to say, no, actually, if your sexual attraction is to small children, you are sick, you are, and not just that you are sick, whether you wanna say it's a, mental health problem an actual disease or not uh it's still with something we all recognize not okay not okay we don't do that in america and there may be other countries in which even religions tolerate the sexual abuse of young boys by adult men here in america we protect our children we do not uh, we're not going to go down the path of agreeing that anything goes just because someone who happens to be interested in small children That person cannot be allowed to carry out sexual activity toward children in America because we knew it was wrong. We had a a grounding in, and you can say it's Christian morality, it is Christian morality, it's Judeo-Christian morality, it's just, for most people, common sense morality. But we are watching our society pushed and pushed and pushed toward the idea that all sexual morality is kind of something that you know let's all get real and be grown-ups here and not be so extreme about and who you know who are these christian pastors to say whether or not you know children might uh, ought to be allowed to engage in sexual behavior with adults we need a resurgence of people with strength, with character, like Senator Hawley just saying, if this is what you think, and you're really okay with child porn, and you're really letting child porn, uh, de- criminal defendants off the hook, you're barely punishing them, you're advocating for the elimination of some protections of children in law, you really don't belong on the Supreme Court. Her views on many other issues may be contrary to many people who love the Constitution and who want constitutional freedoms and want to have the structure and order to American society that the Constitution creates. I don't even know many of her other views. This is enough for the members of the Senate to say no sorry no you don't get to serve in the supreme court this is how you view this this issue because child porn is all tied up with sexual morality it's all tied up with excusing the behavior of adults engaging inappropriate behavior toward children this is a a very brave senator i don't know if some other senators are also off you know speaking up in this in this hearing i hope they are challenging her eligibility but this alone is enough for the supreme court for the united states senate Judiciary Committee to say no thank you to Judge Jackson, Judge, Judge Brown Jackson. And that, my very fine friends, is today's first five. So this is always my problem on, on Mondays. I'm gonna tell you my problem, okay? There are too many things happening and, and too many important issues occurring, and I only have an hour. And my mother used to say to us when we were little, if she wanted to tell us a bunch of things quickly, she'd line at me, my brother, my sister, and she would say, listen fast. And I feel like I should say that sometimes because she wanted to say, run to do, do this do, do, and be in the car by two, whatever she was saying. Well, I feel like that on Mondays a lot because so much is happening and it all matters. I do this show, America Can We Talk, to defend, to speak up for, to, to just celebrate the unique, extraordinary greatness of America. Many, many, many issues touch on and could shape the future of America, including whether we protect children and allow them to have a childhood of innocence and protection so we use our laws to protect them from people who would exploit them. That's one piece of defending America. It's another enormous piece to defend the border. Don't have a border, don't have a country, period, full stop. And there's another aspect of America, which I'll be talking about more and more and more, but not really today, but I want to mention, I'm going to be exploring more and more the idea of election integrity and where we stand in America today on the subject of election integrity. I had a very long phone call this morning uh, with Dr. Douglas Frank, who has been on the show before. In fact, he spoke at our summit last year, last year, 2021. He spoke at our summit last year. Brilliant, brilliant mathematician guy, not even a political guy until election of 2020 happened and he realized mathematically, you know, it was absurd to suggest that Biden won, absurd. But in any case, back to where we are today, there are many issues that that impact America and shape America's future. And so I'm always trying, uh, I get to Monday morning, trying to decide which stories that I read over the weekend we wanna talk about today. So I'm gonna talk about a few things and they, um, you know, we probably, um, each of them will have to come back and touch on them more and more. But first I want to talk, uh, touch on right now this whole thing that has happened with a Hunter Biden's laptop. And I'm just going to remind you the brief history of this. So Hunter Biden, son of President Joe Biden, has had a lifetime of uh, drug addiction, drug problems, not, you know, sexual promiscuity in the way some people might refer to a young man, you know, sewing his oats. It's not that I'm saying that's okay. I'm talking about grotesque, long into adulthood drug drug laden you know alcohol sodden perversion sexuality of uh, sexuality I, I mean so far outside of anything that, that rational Americans can even imagine, truly can even imagine. So, we're leading up to the November 2020 elections, and Joe Biden is obviously a Democrat's candidate, and the story emerges in October. Now, there have been talk and hints about it, all that. Um, the story emerges of Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, um, he who has led a life, in, in just impossibly grotesque and personal behavior, and compounded with the one, the life, which included being. As an example, on the board of a, an energy uh, organization, energy group company uh, in Ukraine, Burisma, in which he's paid, and everyone uh, de- deviates or argues about the amount. Some people say it was fifty thousand a month, a month. That's actually, I think, that's higher than the average annual income in America, or at least in that ballpark, fifty thousand a month. Other people say no, more like eighty-three thousand a month, just serving the board of Burisma which is an energy company about which he knew exactly zip, zero, a nothing. So Hunter Biden in some drunken stupor dropped off his laptop for repair at a, at a shop in Delaware, I think it was, and, and honestly was so, apparently so drugged out, alcoholed out, whatever he was, he forgot to pick it up. And so the owner of this shop eventually, if you don't pick up your laptop, Bottom line was the laptop became public information because the contents of the laptop have mountains of emails, mountains of emails bu- to and from Hunter Biden among all of his associations with people of Burisma, Ukraine, uh, um, with his dad referring to his dad, the big guy. I mean, this laptop is a treasure trove. And I'm telling tell you something what's a treasure trove of. It's a treasure trove of truth. Because what's in there are things he wrote when he didn't mean that to have them be public. It's kind of like when Project Veritas tape records people uh, when they don't know they're being recorded, so they tape record them and they end up getting truth out of uh, Pfizer officials, out of New York Times journalists, out of people running, uh, working at Acorn. All the Project Veritas uh, videos are done because they're recording someone who doesn't know they're being recorded and they're telling the truth. Well, in this case, all these emails were tremendously harmful not just to Hunter Biden, but to Joe Biden, his dad, who's now, you know, a month plus out before, uh, in fact, less than a month out before the election of 2020. So this Hunter Biden laptop comes out, stories streaming everywhere uh, about the, the contents, not just, i want to try to distinguish some of the things, some of them related to pictures, videos, grotesque uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I am no Pollyanna, okay? I mean, I, I am not. I, you know, I, I understand people have different habits and such, but grotesque, immersion, alcohol-sodden, drug-induced, grotesque behavior with a wide range of people. That's one thing, just his personal behavior, uh, you know, driven by drug and alcohol addiction. And then separate from that are his emails that relate to his dad and the various deals he was striking with people around the country, around the world, among them with Barisma, and often in reference to, he would say in his emails, uh, 10% for the big guy. Well, everybody knows that the only reason Hunter Biden got hired by Barisma for the exorbitant, even if it was only 50,000 a month, more than most people make in America, and lots of people would love to make that amount of money, in a year, 50,000 a month, Knowing nothing, the entire value he presented to Burisma was his dad." So this laptop comes along, I'm just trying to lay the, set the table before I get to the, what has happened. So in October, New York Post, which is a pretty mainstream uh, newspaper, you know, it's not the radical leftist, you know, which is literally like Pravda level uh, scandal sheet that is the New York Times and the Washington Post both those news outlets hold themselves out in the intellectual world as being, you know, they're kind of the premier, they're above all this, uh, you know, tawdry, um, you know, scandal sheets. They, are, they have integrity than journalists, and they're not journalists at all. They're left-wing mouthpieces. In any case, New York Post, runs a story and tells about this laptop. And immediately, of course, everyone on the anti-American left realizes this could hurt Biden. This could actually cause Biden to lose. In fact, I will tell you, so so they, they scurried around to suppress the story. And the numbers are, I looked up again recently, there was polling like on November 20th or something like that, so the election is over, of Biden voters saying, you know, what percentage of them would have changed their vote would have not voted for Biden and maybe even gone ahead and voted for Trump had they known the laptop was real, that it wasn't just fake as the um, the spin job became. It was one in six Biden voters wouldn't have voted for Biden. So it was very, very serious. Every left-wing strategist realized this and in October. So in October, um, you had the, uh, the story in the New York Post, and then you had these 51 intelligence Experts and these are people long in the intelligence field in America who came out with their you know denouncement the signing on of 51 senior very 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 important people in the uh, intelligence world who all said essentially that his entire story about the Hunter Biden emails in his laptop all those emails all that story sounded like and probably was in their words Russian disinformation. You get this at the same time at the same time they're spinning this complete lie to the American people about Trump Russia collusion which didn't exist and they knew it didn't exist. They're also trying to to let Joe Biden off the hook and Hunter Biden off the hook by saying oh no 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 you know entire thing was huh. it, it's just you know it's just Russian disinformation So now so so this came out and I'm going to tell you some of these people's names because these you talk about people who interfered with an election I mean they were trying to say, you know that many others that Russia was interfering uh, in our election by helping Trump which wasn't which has proven to be 100% false. But on top of that, these people are trying to control the American election by claiming with no evidence whatsoever of any kind that probably the Hunter Biden laptop wasn't real. I mean, I, I want to tell you something else. Some people are defending these folks, these 51 people saying, "Well, you know, they didn't know any better. They weren't there with Hunter Biden. They never saw the laptop. They don't maybe, you know, they don't really know what Hunter Biden did. These people have been in the high circles in Washington D.C. and all the inner circle, you know, Washington D.C. cocktail party, rubbing elbows, telling secrets. The idea that none of these people knew that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were corrupt to the core the chances that they didn't know that are exactly zero. Zero. These people have been around Washington for decades. Many of them probably realized that the reason Joe Biden ever even got to sit himself down in the US Senate was because when he was in Delaware, as a city councilman, you know, like a local, local, local race he managed to win, who knows how, he was approached by the Council for a Livable World and told by them, you know what, you're in a city council seat We'll put you in the U.S. Senate if you sign on with us." And all he had to do was protect, at that time it was Communist Russia running the Council of the Liberal World. All you got to do is sign on and back us and help us and do what we, and stand up for us. And so behind the scenes, all of a sudden Joe Biden, little known guy, uh, is everywhere because he's being funded. He's everywhere in the media, billboards everywhere in Delaware, and all of a sudden, he's a United States Senator, and no one's ever heard of him before, funded by the communist Russians in the form of Council for a Livable World. And he has stayed in touch with and supported that organization, which of course has this flowery sounding, you know, we're just for justice and peace, or whatever they say about themselves. Back to this story. So these 51 people, you know, I don't, I, I, can't let them off the hook, saying, you know, well, I'm sure they really just didn't know any better, because otherwise, you know, they, they, would have. No, actually, they did know better. I, I do not believe they're innocent. But in any case, this includes people, very highly placed people, uh, including people like, um, I'm going to find the first one I wanted to tell you about, um, the a former CIA director Mike Hayden. Wouldn't they contacted them after? Because what's happened, of course, is New York Times. After calling this laptop story Russian disinformation, the New York Times suddenly decided, and they, they didn't do it like a big splashy, oh my gosh, we were so wrong announcement. They just kind of said, hey, by the way, the Hunter Biden laptop story is true. The emails really are his, you know, what a mess we have or something. Anyway, so all these people they contacted, uh, Mike Hayden, a former CIA director, they asked him, and now he's a news analyst for CNN. There, there's a convenient thing, in any case, They contacted them in writing this story, saying, well, you know, what do you have to say now? You said the laptop was Russian disinformation. Now everybody knows, and by the way, the FBI had it the whole time. The FBI, who was going after Trump and investigating him about Trump-Russia collusion, they had this laptop. They knew what was in it. Okay, I digress. So they contact these people. Mike Hedden, former CA director, doesn't respond to the question. James Clapper uh, did respond, if you remember that name, uh, James Clapper. they're calling him jim clapper here but people usually call him james anyway former director of national intelligence dni now cnn pundit yes i stand by the statement at the time he said i would call it your attention the fifth paragraph i said at the time so he's just basically saying i didn't know them i, I don't buy he didn't know that but in any case uh, leon panetta former CIA director now defense secretary blah 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 declined comment john brennan declined comment, wouldn't respond. A bunch of people just didn't answer, but these are serious, high-level people, and I want you to think about the influence they had in the American public. The average American who doesn't pay attention to news as much as I do, and probably you, my listeners, do, but people heard, these are top-level officials. And, and we have already a story out there that you know Trump is is colluding with the Russians, and now this story comes out about Hunter Biden's laptop, and, and these really high level officials are telling us that you know it, it's just Russian disinformation. You can imagine that people, many of them, just dismissed it. Go well, I mean, you know, if James Clapper said it wasn't real, I don't know. And I'm telling you folks, this is more interference with America's election than anything else I can think of. These people lied. These high-level people lied to the American people. High-level intelligence people lied to get the American people to think there was no, that the whole Trump, that the whole Hunter Biden laptop story wasn't true. So anyway, a story comes out, and by the way, back at the time, right after the story came out, uh, then DNI Ratcliffe, John Ratcliffe, did speak up and say actually, you know, this isn't Russian disinformation. It's not part of it. And he looked at the Hunter Biden laptop, the pictures, the email, said it's not disinformation, but, you know, couldn't be listened to. So New York Times finally comes out with this. And this is the question I wanted to get to was why? Is why is the New York Times, why bother at this point? I mean, Biden, you know, he didn't really win, but he got awarded the victory for the 2020 elections and he's serving as president. You know, he's he who occupies the White House. So why is the New York Times bothered to admitting this now? Why are they bothering? Why don't they just, you know, you know, bury it in the ash heap of history, blah, blah. And the answer is several reasons. One is much speculation that Hunter Biden's about to be indicted. You know, the idea that that, I mean, just I I am sorry for people, Julian, I'm sorry for people who are addicted to drugs. I do realize not from firsthand experience, but I do realize drug addiction is a very serious thing. And it's very hard to overcome, and so is alcoholism. Very hard to overcome. So you know, even though I don't have personal experience with either of those things, I have great sympathy for people who experience those things. And this is part of the defense that the uh, Joe Biden team is cooking up. They're going, well, you know, we're so proud of Hunter because he has pulled through after great struggles. And, you know, these are he is to be lauded and praised because he's pulled through. He's made it through. He's not an addict anymore. Okay, that's one thing they're saying. But back to this story, I want to get at what why they're coming. This is coming out now. Much suspicion that Hunter Biden is being uh, is about to be indicted for a whole variety of things. Taking in money uh, from other, you know, uh, fraudulently taking in money, paying his dad off, and then dad being then vice president or now president, uh, then engaged in behavior to influence the foreign policy in favor of whoever is paying Hunter Biden. I mean, you can just, you know, rattle off a bunch of the felonies Hunter Biden may be about to be indicted for. And, you know, there couldn't be a more deserving guy. To be indicted. However, um, I think the other thing that's really um, important to think about is, I think the Democrats are finally starting to make their play to realize that Joe Biden can't survive four years. He can't. He he barely can do the job now. He stumbles. He gets lost. He forgets who he's talking about. He's using the wrong names. Now everybody misspeaks slightly. I mean, sometimes people will realize, oh, I, I was telling you the story the other day, but I was wrong about the date or had the, you know had a name wrong. But this is the President of the United States and I don't play these, show, these tapes very often on this show. I don't play those clips because I think it's almost, it's humiliating for him. but he is not he is suffering from mental decline due to whether it's dementia or whatever other um, diagnosis he might get. He's not mentally alert, he doesn't know what's happening. His entire uh, election to the White House was orchestrated by the left-wing cabal that's really controlling everything he does, but he cannot hold up this job for two more years. And I think the Democrat Party is starting to move on him, starting to figure out this guy cannot handle the job, and, and he, Biden, has said he's going to run again in 2024, and they can't have that. I'm not saying they have a better candidate in mind but they know that he will not do well as he continues to decline with whatever this uh his problem is alzheimer's or whatever it is dementia but they also have a problem because kamala harris is you know apparently sentient i mean she's not as far as anyone knows suffering from dementia but she is incompetent she's embarrassing she's ineffective she's not very bright i mean the way she responds to things people just kind of cringe And so the Democrat party is trying to orchestrate their way into easing these people out of public life. I don't know the whole plan, but I don't think the New York Times would have run the admission of the Hunter Biden laptop being real after all this time trying to say it was a Russian disinformation, it wasn't true, it was fake, it was right-wing conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they would. even the New York Times would not have run with this story except they realize they're getting their marching orders and they realize that the left has got to take joe biden out and got to take hunter biden uh they gonna be indicted they gotta get joe biden out of the white house and they gotta get kamala out of there too somehow i don't know how they intend to accomplish this but it is not nothing the left ever does is um you know random or or just kind of coincidental if the New York Times is willing to run with this story, it is because they realize they have, they're have up against something, either Hunter being indicted or Joe Biden and Kamala Harris has gotta be out of there, they've got some other plan. So we'll watch this story. I, I wanna tell you more about what all these people had to say and who they were, but just think about the idea that they were willing, all 51 of these intelligence experts, they were willing to sign on saying, ah, there's nothing to this. And number one, they they hadn't seen it, that's part of their defense. We hadn't even seen it, how do we know? But number two is they were willing, they were willing to and they these are people high enough level to understand what they were doing. They're willing to influence an election in the United States of America in order to make sure Trump didn't get in and, and, and I mean in order to um, yeah, to uh, to get Biden in and make sure Trump didn't get a second term. Okay. I'm going to interrupt and tell you that uh, for our radio listeners, I know you're about to go off to a break. So for our radio listeners, my name is Debbie Georgiadis. You're listening to my show, America Can We Talk? My show is available online, americacanwetalk.org. That's the place to go to read our commentary, our blog posts, my weekly newsletter. Listen to all past interviews, past shows. It is it is full of information. You can also sign up there for a newsletter, our once a week newsletter. you Hit the subscribe button. Uh, you can become a supporter of America Can We Talk. So check out our show at AmericaCanWeTalk.org and come back after a three minute break. More to come. Okay, for you folks listening. Uh, my, my peeps who are listening uh, live and, and online, um, I want to just do a quick story this uh, break time while we have our um, radio listeners off on a break. I just want to make this point, and we're going to hit more about this laptop story, but I just want to make a small little point about Jesse Smollett and, uh, Smollett and his, um, where he is right now, which is not in jail, and, and how, what a commentary that is on the power of politics to pull strings in the American uh, judicial system, in the law enforcement system. So very quickly, Jesse Smollett was the, uh, is an actor, was an actor. He is black, he is gay, and he was uh, a, an active actor when he decided um, in 2019, I didn't, I meant to look up when it was, but in 2019, um, he claimed that he had been the victim of a vicious physical assault in chicago late at night like almost like early morning late at night and and he'd been attacked by people who made racial slurs and made um slurs about being gay uh that they made really ugly slurs slurs they had a maga hats mean he's trying to say look what the maga agenda has done to america i'm a poor guy i'm you know just a an actor out walking at night at you know three in the morning someplace and mugged beaten up you know by these maga wearing uh, you know, gay slur slinging, racial slur slinging people, and so he just massive hoax he cooked up. He turns into the police, and the, and the police go, I mean, and the, all this money. And you got to understand, when somebody famous—I mean, I never heard of them, I guess a lot of people had—but somebody famous makes a claim like that, and it's something that is so explosive. Trying to tie essentially this act, of alleged uh, assault. To the Trump team, the Trump, the presidency and his supporters, I mean, the media went nuts, the police went nuts, and they, they went, I mean, they just, they devoted, I saw estimates at the time, and the millions of dollars of man hours trying to find the perpetrators trying to figure out really happened they're going to get these guys what turned out of course as you all know that it was a hoax that jesse smollett cooked up himself the evidence was overwhelming at trial and the two people he paid to do this to him both testified said yeah actually he paid us to do this and i mean there was there was mountains of evidence and he made the whole thing up very obvious so What has occurred, he was convicted and then uh, sentenced to 30 months in jail, which is a really, really short sentence. Uh, He spent um, exactly uh, a week, a little less than a week, and he's been released on appeal. He's been released pending an appeal related to the question of double jeopardy. His lawyers are claiming because of the sequence of events involving the prosecutor that he was subjected to double jeopardy, which is unconstitutional. Now, I don't know whether those double jeopardy claims have any validity or not. I'm going to dive in and read it. I am a lawyer by background. I can understand a little bit, but I just want to point out, think of all the people sitting in jail in Washington, D.C. for their part on the January 6th non-insurrection many of whom were prosecuted not even they didn't even enter the Capitol they didn't even get inside the Capitol and some who got in the Capitol were simply standing there talking or waving their flags non-violent people expressing their First Amendment rights are still sitting in jail in Washington DC for what occurred on January 6th and yet you have jesse smollett because he's famous because he raised the cause of i'm being attacked because i'm gay because i'm black it's so always a victim the entire system works to protect him lets him sit out of jail while his appeal on the issue of double jeopardy is pending and people in washington some of whom were in solitary confinement. Many of whom had their due process rights violated. Literally, did not have the the courts and the government follow the Constitution's requirements for due process. And they sit in jail. And Jesse Smollett is out on bail or out free, awaiting the outcome of his appeal. There's something very very wrong about that in America and it shows really sadly how politicized our criminal justice system has become. I realize those two cases are entirely unrelated. Do not send me an email pointing out those two cases are unrelated. I'm just saying in America same time frame and if you're and if you are making a big if you're a big cause celeb on the American left and you're claiming racism, and you're claiming uh, race, uh, you know, attacks or, or discrimination against you because you're gay, and you're Jesse Smollett, and you're famous, you know, you're not even gonna sit in jail uh, till you're, uh, even after being convicted, convicted, and having raised the double jeopardy questions in your trial, and the judge ruling against you, pending appeal, you're allowed to go home, but people in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, as they say, many of whom we didn't even enter the Capitol, sitting in jail awaiting trial. It is a sad commentary on the, I don't even know what to call it, the politicization, the the, the corruption, the, the um, degradation of America's um, criminal justice system. So uh, more on that, I guess we'll um, get to that and watch what happens with Jesse Small on appeal. Okay, well, I wanna to try to hit two other stories. As I said in the start of the show, I've had a, co- a track record recently of not getting to my last topic, so i'm gonna try but you know these as i said on mondays i I feel like there's so many stories and they all matter and they all have to do with defending america that story we just talked about a moment ago uh involving the justice system if you think in america you cannot protest a what you think is a stolen election because you might get locked in jail by the government being now run by the person you believe stole the election that, that is, could not be more un-American, does not, does not belong in America, and is, is a great cause for concern for many, many Americans. Okay, other thing I want to hit next um, has to do with what's going on in um, Ukraine and Zelensky and, and all this. I called this, I like the caption, uh, Putin bad and Zelensky also bad. I want to tell you a little bit of what's happening in the country of Ukraine. And in Ukraine, you know, Zelensky is now this international intrigue. I mean, he's he's like at the level of fame of Obama, practically, when Obama was president. He was like this, you know, jet-set world of people smitten by Obama. What a cool guy. They have a cool guy who's president now. Zelensky is being treated like that, the president of the Ukraine. And he is you know, on just uh, billboards and, and news stories everywhere and, and this kind of fawning media. They're calling him you know, Churchill in a t-shirt and he does really cool videos and he's a cool dancer and he's got a cool family and he's just Mr. Cool and, and he's so brave and he's taking up arms against the Russians who've invaded the Ukraine. And I wanna make this point why I call this Putin bad and Zelensky also bad. Putin is a bad actor. I am happy to admit that. Putin's a bad actor. He definitely has uh, determination, a goal, to reestablish what was the former uh, Soviet Union, the expansion of Russia outside of what people consider to be their borders now, and the recapturing of much of of Eastern Europe, which is when it was part of the Soviet bloc. He definitely has territorial aggression goals. And so, yes, that's bad. And he is attacking the Ukraine. And there are innocent people in the Ukraine. You know, they always say women and children, but men, women, children, everybody. They're innocent citizens of the Ukraine who are being harmed by what Putin is doing. I mean, I I do not diminish that. I understand that. I am terribly sorry. I wish Putin were not doing it. But Putin has his own agenda, his own concerns, beyond just... Territorial aggression, which you know he kind of lives for, but leaving that aside, he's very concerned about in the Ukraine these this pattern of these biological weapons plants, or as the Ukraine and some American officials say, they're just biological research things, whatever they are. You have him concerned, Putin concerned, because he's fully aware that what the world just went through with COVID. The world's experience with COVID was a, came out of a, a lab in, in um, China, in Wuhan, China, uh, very strongly appears to have been funded, orchestrated, organized, et cetera, uh, at least in part by the NIH and Dr. Fauci. And the world suffered from that. And so you have him saying, you know what, you're not going to have these plants right along my border. Now, I understand, Russia probably does the same thing. I'm not saying he's a good, clean guy. But what I do want you to understand about Zelensky, Zelensky's hands are not clean. And this is one of these things I, in my talks I try to say, you know, two or three things can all be true at the same time. Putin can be bad, yes. Ukrainian people are suffering, true. Zelensky is not a good guy, also true. And we'll talk about that in a second. Who Zelensky is, what the Ukraine has served as for the Western powers that are pushing toward globalism, pushing toward one world order, using Ukraine for money laundering. This is all stuff Zelensky is on board with. He's not our friend. He may be, you know, Russia may be our enemy and Zelensky may be an enemy of Putin, but doesn't make Zelensky our friend, especially when you understand his agenda. And I came across a brilliant clip I wanna play for you. This is Laura Logan, who is so brilliant. I want to have you hear what she has to say and try and describe why we should not be getting on all, we should not all be getting on board with this, we love Zelensky, he's our guy, stand up for, I mean, you should, there are t-shirts being created and slogans and his pictures. he's the hero. He's not the guy, a guy we Americans need to be risking our own precious young soldier's blood in defending. Not Zelensky and not not just him personally, but not what he allows the Ukraine to be under his control allows them to be the money laundering center. And you'll hear her talk about who's money, who's making money off what happens in the Ukraine. Let's play Laura Logan, Mr. Becker.
1: I encourage everybody. To look at the work of a a journalist, um, an American journalist in Ukraine who has been there for years and years and years and has done extraordinary work trying to uncover how Ukraine is at the center of this cult of globalists, how it is uh, a center of money laundering, you know, for the oligarchs and their um, allies in the United States, how it is at the center of Russia collusion and that whole false narrative, how it was, you know, amazingly Ukrainian dossier right, that Paul Manafort behind bars, Alexander Chalupa, the Democratic operative, who was uh, very active with Ukraine. No surprise that it was the Ukrainian ambassador who broke with diplomatic protocol and wrote that he would never, you know, Ukraine did not back Donald Trump in the 2016 election. Um, Unsurprisingly, that Eric Carmela and um, what's the the moron's name, Lieutenant Colonel Vinman. boy, he's... um, <laughs> I, he's rearing his ugly right head, head in too. You know, yeah,
0: he's the guy at the
1: Ukrainian impeach uh, uh, you know, sham impeachment trial that's supposed yep. to be telling Donald Trump what his Ukrainian policy could be, and the man is obviously a spy. I mean, for crying in a bucket, people wake up. Did anyone watch the TV series The Americans? You don't think it's extraordinary yeah. that just as we are right reading all these fawning profiles about you know the, the amazing Lieutenant Colonel Vinman Who just happens to have come from the Ukraine as a child and was found under a bridge with his twin brother when an American photographer appeared as they were sheltering from the rain and took photographs and then documented all of the significant moments in Lieutenant Colonel Vindman's life. I mean, for goodness sake, where is counterintelligence? There's a reason that man was escorted from the White House at the end of that theatrical trial that was meant to stop any journalist from looking at Ukraine any further, right? Because they, they put John Solomon's head on a steak and they tried to roast him, right? Because he was right because what he was reporting was true. Because the Open Society Foundation through the National Endowment for Democracy and all of these other fake NGOs that are nothing more than brown shirts and SS rolled into one were running their radical policy through the United States Embassy through uh, USAID, using our tax dollars to slit our own throats. Now they're covering their tracks in Ukraine, not just hiding all the evidence of, you know, John Kerry's son, Biden's son, Nancy Pelosi's son, Mitt Romney's son, by the way, who uh, is as disgusting as the rest of them. Not only are they covering their tracks, Hiding all the evidence of the involvement in Russia collusion, hiding the evidence of the bioweapons facilities um, that the US has been funding there. And yes, some of that was left over from the Soviet days. Some of that has been turning them from bioweapons facilities into public health facilities. But that, again, is not the whole truth. That is, again, not the whole story, right? So they're covering their tracks and you can't train. They're hiding evidence they're exploiting the Ukrainian people to do so. Nobody is trying to de-escalate. They've got this moron as a leader, who is, uh, you know, was an entertainer, who was obviously selected because he's out there in stilettos and black leather pants, doing spoof videos for dancing with the stars. And now we're all supposed to fawn at the altar of Zelensky, right? When he could be doing any number of things. There's all kinds of you know, um, fake moments and heroes. I love how they have the ghost of Kiev, right? Who supposedly killed all these Russians? I mean, for crying in a bucket. Wake up, people! Yes, there is real suffering in Ukraine. There is a real war going on. Just as there was, you know, there were real issues that were being protested in the wake of George Floyd's death. But they're being exploited by evil, horrible people who want to rule over all of us and enslave us. And if you don't think that's true, you think that's a conspiracy theory, I got no time for you. I got no time for you.
0: We are Okay, do not love her? <laughs> She's just, I, I, the reason I wanted to play that was she said so much, and just, I know it was like four minutes or something, but she had so much to say that all of us need to be processing. I'm going to tie this back to something we talked about earlier today. We watch the news and we look at figures in this country who will stand up in front of the cameras, I mean, national politically known figures and sympathize with the Ukrainians, yes, with the people, uh, talk about what a great guy Zelensky is. And rem- remember, we had back when the Biden laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop was known by the FBI to what it was, they knew what was in it, known to many people in Washington and around the country and you had 51 former top US military counterintelligence operatives, big names, big people, highest level of government, willing to stand there. And they didn't happen to stand in front of a camera and look at you, but they signed on a document that got millions of people to say, Well, I guess this is just another evil Trump disinformation campaign with the Russians. And it was all true. The laptop was Biden's laptop, was Hunter Biden's laptop. And it had all sorts of incriminating things about his dad the then candidate now president so now come back to this issue you had Zelensky testifying to our united states congress and you know analogizing what's occurring which i find offensive actually analogizing what's occurring in the ukraine to the holocaust i don't think so i mean the holocaust there, there were other incidents in world history where large numbers of people were killed, innocent people were killed by other evil leaders like Mao and and Stalin. So it's not like the Holocaust was the only incident like that, but it was an incident put in place by Hitler, by the Nazi mindset, and millions of people killed. And, And as you know, millions of people killed by Stalin and Mao and others. And the reason I'm saying this is in Ukraine... There are innocent people dying, but that doesn't mean that what Zelensky is doing, what he stands for, what he would allow, is moral, valid, or ethical. The answer cannot be because innocent people are dying in the Ukraine that we are going to get involved defending Zelensky, who is all the things you just heard Laura Laura Logan say. He's the globalist dream guy. He's, oh my gosh, he's going to help us. He's, he, he's Mr. Globalist. He's Mr. Helping the New World Order, uh, The allowing the money laundering to continue with the grown children of prominent Americans on both sides of the aisle. This isn't really R versus D. This is, as you heard, Kerry, Biden, Pelosi, Romney, their sons in the middle making money over there given what what a corrupt cesspool that country is and someone gave me an example i want to be sure uh, i'm gonna tell you example very quickly but when people talk about money laundering you know the details i mean to really study the process is very complex. I mean, there's, you know, you have to get how a bill passes and this much money goes, it goes here and then it goes here. And, and you know, to understand, I mean, you'd like it to be a simple thing. Like, you know, you walk into a store and somehow hand over your $10 million that's stolen and they give you 10 million back, 10 million back and clean money. You'd like, you'd like it to be that simple, but it's not. But it doesn't mean it's not real. And doesn't mean it's not extremely impactful so as one example you know if the united states congress passes something where they're going to send over money to the ukraine to help with oh i don't know you know water in remote areas or whatever reason we have to send the money over there And the money comes into the the Ukrainian government and they in turn disperse that money coming from America. These are tax dollars coming from America to the Ukraine and they, uh, the Ukrainian government disperses them among various organizations, which are NGOs or maybe corporations that are dedicated to the cause. And that money is up in the hands of whoever runs the NGOs or whoever runs the corporations and whoever's paid, I don't know, $50,000 a month for doing nothing. It is a it's a complex thing and i think it's one reason it's hard for people to follow it but that's just one fairly simplistic example of what they mean about money laundering so i don't know all the ways i'm going to read peter schweitzer's book i um and i'm going to read and understand more about that but i want to make the point that just because none of us you know you and i my listeners we can't process how we would ever money launder Just because we don't know how it would be done, or we wouldn't know, we wouldn't know how to even start, we wouldn't want to do it, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen in big, 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 big dollar terms. Zelensky is right in the middle of all that. So it's important for america as we think about how to move forward because i it's important for america to decide you know we don't want putin being aggressive but on the other hand you know putin is getting after Zelensky and the globalists there because putin doesn't like globalism he said we're not doing new world order we're not doing world economic forum we're not going to become part of this new globalist socialist world order not doing it so he's against that mindset that Zelensky has embraced and supported and that a lot of leftists in America are supporting. So very, very complex situation and definitely not fair to call you know Putin bad Zelensky goods. Oh, and Zelensky, I've got, this is a big point of the story. So Zelensky, as an example of what the man, the people he is, just this weekend announced he is taking control of all media in the country, solidifying all media. So right there you have to say, how does that impact him? Now he can control all the media, so media can't report what's really happening, media can't report apparent corruption, media can't report you know, whatever he seems to know about the corruption because now it's all under his control. He, Zelensky, consolidated all media into state media. This is what tyrants do, this is what communists do, this is not what people Man, the people of you know, a man of the people would do so. That was one thing, a sure sign of corruption. Secondly, he disbanded, as in made illegal, all political opposition parties. Zelensky in the Ukraine, the, the man of the people, the you know, Winston Churchill in a t shirt, disbanded all political op- op- opponents, disbanded their parties. This is not a guy we need to be protecting, not a guy we need to, I mean. Again, sorry for the people who live there, but understand what Zelensky is doing over there are not things our government, our people should be standing for and certainly not something that we should have our soldiers committed to going over to defend. This guy is not a, I mean, you heard Laura Logan, you know, he used to be an entertainer. And I don't know, I mean, there's a lot of suspicion that his election was was corrupt, that he really didn't win. But he was put in place because he would do exactly what his handlers wanted. Kind of like another leader I can think of, but I won't say his name again. Okay, and actually just so you know, other little things happening on the ground in the Ukraine. uh, There are uh, many reports by local citizens in the Ukraine that the Ukrainian forces are actually, so the Ukrainian forces allegedly standing up with Zelensky against Russia are preventing the ukrainian people from leaving they've made these refugee portals so people can try to get out if they're you know they're just citizens they're not soldiers and so you have the ukrainian forces preventing their own people from getting out you have reports of there's actually a nazi element like not just i'm not engaging in name calling calling them nazis that's what they call themselves a nazi element on the ground in ukraine fighting on behalf of ukraine against russia not a clear uh, picture of good guy, bad guy, and, and definitely something which it brings home again the point I was making earlier, how alarming it is if you had American officials, high level intelligence officials telling us Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Now you have high level information, high level people talking about Ukraine. It's vital for Americans to recognize that we do have media outlets and we have high level people in this country in power who will not tell you the truth, who will lie to you if you let them. And the, and the answer of the American people is to be more informed, be better informed, understand what is occurring. Okay. I'm just going to just go a quick touch on this one story. And actually first I'm going to do two other things. If you're listening to the show on radio, I want to be sure you know, my show is called America. Can we talk? My name is Debbie Georgiatis. The show is at the website called website, AmericaCanWeTalk.org. I can't urge you strongly enough, go to the website, check out what we have there. You can sign up for the newsletter, you become a member of America Can We Talk, you can read our our blog posts, you can read my once, once a week column, I call it Personally, that's the name of my column, it's once a week, I talk to you about one issue or maybe more than one issue. You can get a lot more information there and you can at that website, AmericaCanWeTalk.org, listen to past shows, uh, past interviews. You can get a lot of information at that website. So uh, that is where we, uh, What um, for radio people want to tell you that you can also, if you want to support this show, I can't urge you strongly enough, no matter whether you're watching online or you're listening on radio, two ways to support this show that are actually fun and you get something good out of it. One is to go to MyPillow.com and MyPillow.com is a website that has all the products the my pillow company and my pillow by the way they actually do have their first product was pillows really high quality stay in shape don't lose your shape and, and different comfort levels you know uh, soft medium and firm pillows and all different sizes you know twin bed and then uh, I guess double and queen and king size pillows and they are high quality pillows and they are wonderfully priced. And if you are getting tired of your pillow at home, this is a great time. Go to mypillow.com and everything you order, look at your whole order there at the very end. It'll ask you promo code and put in my name, just put in Debbie G, D-E-B-B-I-E-G, Debbie G, and you get up to 66% off of your entire order. So mypillow.com and the promo code Debbie G, get up to 66% off. I'm telling you, I wouldn't advise, I wouldn't recommend anything to you. We hadn't tried ourselves. pillows sheets, bath towels, extraordinary bath towels. I mean, really, really good quality bath robes, slippers. I've seen other things we haven't tried yet, uh, pajamas and such. I'm sure they're all wonderful, but I urge you to do this a way to support this show. You get a great price to get delivered to your home. I get a small payment for the orders, uh, a percentage of the uh, order that you make, and it's a great way for you to support this show. You can also support this show by ordering a beverage I drink one every morning without fail. It is called HydroShot. There's a picture of that. The ad we have happens to have a lemon-lime flavor, but they also have orange. They also have strawberry. They also have a new green tea flavor. And then they have one green tea with zinc, uh, which is a wonderful uh, addition uh, if you like those kind of drinks. So the reason HydroShot is so cool and wonderful, number one, it's only available on lime. It's a nitric oxide boost. I mean, literally they have found a way to get hydrogen into the uh, um, CO2, into the uh, drink, and it is, uh, it, it is, for your system, it is a, um, what's the right word? Increase your performance, endurance, and focus. I can't think of that word. It's an antioxidant. Think about it, it's an antioxidant. I'm telling you, I drink one every morning. They are zero calories, they taste good, and you will discover it increase your performance, your endurance, and focus. And there's some more ads coming out from them with more ways I can tell you why their drink is so special. And again, go to h2bev.com, H, the numeral 2bev.com, and in the, sli- in the uh, promo code, put in Debbie G, and you can get that drink 10% off, order delivered to your home, and I get a small uh, payment too. Helps keep the show on air. In the last few seconds before our listeners go off, our radio listeners go off. Um, I wanna just mention quickly that um, Dr. Fauci has emerged from whatever cave he was hiding in. Um, and he's now saying, you know, we might need to reinstitute more, some restrictions for COVID variants. So uh, he's back to saying, you know, something's coming. I said, I call this Phoenix like, because it's like, he's arising from the ash. He's been missing for like three weeks, but now he's anyway. Ted Cruz spoke up and said, I don't think so. We'll talk more about that. Fauci just, the, his default mode is find a way to restrict freedom and thank goodness for Senator Ted Cruz and others saying, I don't think so. I close the show every single day by telling you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we started our show today talking to SCOTUS, which is Supreme Court Scramble, um, Judge uh, Brown Jackson. I'm not sure how to say her first name. I think it's Catanye, but anyway, Brown Jackson. Senator Josh Hawley stands up, but is anyone inside the Beltway listening? In the midst of an era defined by moral confusion, is now the time to elevate to the Supreme Court a judge demonstrably soft on child porn and sex crimes, Senator Hawley's on solid ground. This is not a character assassination based on fictitious narratives as the Democrats employed against Kavanaugh and Barrett, as they certainly did. This is about Brown-Jackson's actual words and decisions. Will any other GOP senators stand up or will all just go along to get along? and in Hunter's laptop and Biden's departure, original New York Post story broke in October, 2020 before the election, 51 Intel officials then said it was likely Russian disinformation, utter lies, unconscionable behavior by officials with a sworn oath to uphold the constitution. FBI DOJ had the laptop long before the New York Post story. Hunter's moral depravity is just one aspect of laptop contents. The explicit corruption and compromise of his father is the other and much more important. Rampant speculation that the New York Times story authenticating the laptop is in anticipation of indictment of Hunter and the Dems' preparation to jettison Joe from the presidency. He's simply taking down Democrat prospects below the level where election fraud can protect them. And that's a true story. Jesse Atwell, J6 defendant, still locked up. Jesse Smollett's hoax was, hoax was intended to stoke racial division, maybe even provoke a race war. And now he may get out on double jeopardy argument that he made a deal with a different prosecutor. And that is the base of the appeal. Smollett was released on bond after seven days in jail. All of this while the January 6 defendants are still in jail, often with no charges at all, and plainly engaged in nothing more than peaceful protest. Treatment of January sixth defendants an absolute disgrace to the American system of justice. Everyone involved in perpetuating this abomination must be held accountable. And on Putin bad and Zelensky also bad. Zelensky bans opposition political parties, takes over media control in the Ukraine. These are the actions of a totalitarian dictator. Americans must understand this principle. Two things can be true at the same time. Putin's invasion is wrong. Zelensky is not. Churchill in a t-shirt. America's national interest in the Ukraine is still not clear. Hunter Biden's laptop points to massive Biden family corruption in the Ukraine. Americans must insist in staying out of Ukrainian conflict until full transparency about the Biden corruption. And that, my very fine friends, is America Can We Talk for today. Thank you so very much for tuning in every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central time. America Can We Talk, where I always talk truth about America, because America matters. And I'll talk to you next time.
1: America, can we talk truth about America?